0: We're going to have Paul chime in on his experiences with... You weren't supposed to tell who the guest was. Well, I didn't say his last name. Oh, well, whatever. There's a lot of Pauls out there in the country. Yeah. We've only had one Paul on making chips, though. Hey, guys. You know I've been trying to locate a machine monitoring system that is easy to install with minimal onboarding, right? I have to tell you, Amper Technologies reached out to me. Akshat, their founder, has been on the show before. He sent me two units to s- install on my CNCs under their 30 day pilot program. It's been nothing but easy peasy. Ryan snapped them on. We waited a few days to validate and collect the data, and away we go. Check them out at amper.xyz and look under products for their pilot program. Bam. <music> Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging, but if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills, solve your problems, and grow your business. I'm your host, Jim Carr, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jason Zanger. How are you doing, bud? I'm great. Thank you. It feels good to be at MXD today, yes. downtown Chicago. The traffic, I got to tell you, it wasn't too bad coming from the suburbs.
1: It wasn't bad for me too. It only yeah, took me 10 minutes. It took me... Uh,
0: fifty. It could have been a lot worse and it has been a lot worse. So I'm in a good mood. Good. It feels good. I think things are starting to come a lot. I was actually kind of surprised that we're still wearing masks. I was in Wisconsin over the weekend. You would have thought there was never a pandemic. I mean I didn't see a mask anywhere. Yeah. And then I get here and people are still wearing masks. So it's kind of weird, I guess.
1: I think it's great. Yeah.
0: Anyway, we've got a great episode today. We've got an old friend of making chips here in the studio with us today. He is Definitely no stranger to making chips.
1: Yeah, we don't even have to introduce him. Well, But
0: we're not there yet, We're anyway. not quite there yet. I've titled this episode, 10 Easy Steps to Making AS9100 Credentialing Easy. And was it easy for you? I'm going to tell you in, in this episode. Okay, sounds good. Uh, and also, we're going to have Paul chime in on his experiences with You weren't AS. supposed to tell who the guest was. Well, I
1: didn't say his last name. Oh, well, whatever. So, there's a lot of Pauls out there in the country. We've only had one Paul on making chips, so. though. Do you have any manufacturing news for us before we get started? I do, as a matter of fact.
0: You remember in 2018, before IMTS, they picked some prominent people in the industry to
1: be interviewed for IMTS. I don't know what... What do they call them? Uh, rock stars. Rock and, stars. And you and I yes. were two of the rock stars too. Yes, yeah. we were. Which I know made you feel good for a few months. You kept telling me how you were a rock star. I'm like, Jim, I know. So was I. Let it go. Well, you had the hair. I didn't.
0: I interviewed Matt. Back in 2018 for IMTS, he was on a Fox News article, video article, which you know how much I love those. This is how crazy busy our industry is right now. He just turned down a million dollars in work because A, he doesn't have capacity, and B, he doesn't have the people capacity to do the work. And Matt, if you're listening, I commend you for not stressing you and your employees out over that. But we need to figure out
1: how to make it so that you could take
0: that business on. I will tell you for sure, once you implement ProShop
1: into your business, things are going to be a lot better. Yeah, you might be able to free up that time to be able to do a million dollars more in business.
0: I've seen it in my business over the last three years, how much more we're able to do.
1: There you go. Do you remember Matt at all? I vaguely remember I met him. I didn't interview him like you did. I don't know him as well as you do. But I do know that we had an interview with him. We split up the rock star. So you interviewed half and I interviewed the other half.
0: Right. He was really good. He is very involved with the local community and getting people. It's like his mission to educate young people to come into our industry.
1: And that just goes to tell the manufacturing leaders out there that you can be that person in your local environment to be able to train your local community to come into the manufacturing industry. So you don't need like make a big deal out of it. Just start. And you could take cues from people like Matt, and there's a lot of others out there who are working to get new people trained in manufacturing. Yeah, absolutely. Before we go on, tell me something new that's going on at uh, Zangers. How's life over there? I mentioned on the show that I'm going to be taking a sabbatical. You did say and that. And For a little while, we started taking on some new clients, and things started getting really busy. And we have a couple large clients that were doing like vending installations in and integration services with them. And I was like, "Can I really do this? You know, can I really take the sabbatical? We're busy. We're doing great things. Do I really want to take that time away?" And I kind of mentioned that to my team, and they're like, "Just do it." You know what I mean? They're like, "We got this. We're gonna get it done. Just." Do your sabbatical. So I'm going to do it. And so like in August, I'm going to be taking some time away. I've got a vacation planned with my family. I've got a vacation planned with just my wife for a 10-year anniversary. Then I'm going to do some other things. And I might even have some special stuff to maybe tell the Metalworking Nation about after I get out. Some things that have been percolating in my head. (laughs) (laughs) That I might be able to put some plans to during my sabbaticals, even though I'm going to be trying to take some time away from work for a prolonged period of time. You know, my brain doesn't stop moving and I'm probably going to be kind of formulating some ideas and stuff like that. And, you know, but my team said that they got it and they've been doing a great job. So I'm really happy about that. Your poor wife. With all those ideas, just I don't flowing. try, to, I don't throw the ideas at her. You don't? Her. No, I okay, don't because okay. she doesn't, no, she doesn't want to hear it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I get she just it. wants to stick to the basics and, you know, like just execute on what's important. It's true. I mean, I, I will mention some of them to her, but they're short conversations. Got it. <laughs> so, I got it because it's up to me to execute, at least in the beginning, on the new ideas. But yeah, that's what's coming up and I'm excited. You know, like I mentioned before, I've been running in seventh gear or fifth gear, whatever you want, whatever kind of car you have for the last 20 years and I need to kind of downshift and, kind of put it in a park for a little bit. Good.
0: Let's start the show. I know Paul's here in the studio. As you know, and probably the Metalworking Nation knows, we've recently satisfied our credentialing for AS9100. We've been ISO 9001 for, God, at least 15 years. When John, my sales manager, came on, all he's hearing is, you got to be AS, you got to be AS, especially for the industries that we're really trying to tap into. It's really critical and I was resistant to it. I got to tell you, I it was why were you resistant to it? Because I knew that it was going to be put a lot on me. Okay. And quite frankly, I thought I could do it myself and I really needed to get uh, professional help. I really did. And yeah. I'm going to go into that. Are we that talking in
1: just about AS9100 or are we talking about therapy? Well, both. Okay.
0: Both. Cuz you uh, might need that too. I do. I do, for sure. Before we even introduce our guest, I want All of you out there listening to the show, I want you to ask yourself these particular five questions. And these are questions that I should have really thought about genuinely before I dove into AS9100. I think for the most part, I did it because my team was saying we needed it. And I knew it was good for the company. But anyway, number one, are your customers asking for AS9100? That should be your biggest tip off whether or not you need to dive into it. If you're touching aerospace, companies could be two-tier because all the flow-down requirements come down that way. Two, do I want to elevate your company's brand? Because at the end of the day, once you do have that accreditation, you have definitely gone up to the next level of machine shop.
1: You could check a box that most people can't check.
0: There's a lot of time you had to put into it. Three, do I want to run my company in a more efficient manner? What
1: if that was no? Of course, you want to run your, your company in an efficient manner. Well, I mean, do you really Do you, want serious do you really want to run in, your in company? What, in a nutshell, what has made your company more efficient?
0: ASP1? Process, for sure. Four, do we have someone in the company dedicated to do this all the time? Is that you? It is not me. It's not who's It okay. is not. It's Mike. Oh, okay. Mike is our quality lead at CAR. Great.
1: You have to dedicate payroll, whether it's shifting somebody into a job or shifting part of their role into a job, but they're going to be having some of their hours that you pay them dedicated to AS9100.
0: Absolutely. And five, and finally, do we have the tools and the resources to effectively roll this out and manage it? Mm -hmm. Well, that goes to number four, which is the person. Right. But do we have the right infrastructure? Do we have the right ERP system? The person that's doing it, are they competent enough? To handle this you new You have to look accru- at
1: your culture and make sure that it's sustainable and everything
0: yeah. too. Hopefully, the Metalworking Nation out there, uh, you answered yes to all those questions. If you didn't, you may want to wait until you get at least five yeses. So, with that, why don't you introduce our guest?
1: Our guest today is Paul Van Meter from Pro Shop, and he is no newbie to making chips, and he's not a newbie to the manufacturing industry too. He's been on the show several times, and Paul, even though he started an ERP company, He actually used to own a machine shop, so he knows a lot about what we're talking about. Out on the West Coast, of all places. So aerospace, I guess you would say, is in his blood. Welcome, Paul. Hey,
2: guys. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Good to see you, man. It's nice to be in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's nice to have you. It's nice weather today, huh? Like 70s, (laughs) 80s it's been, although it's going to be a little rainy. They brought the rain just so you
2: would feel comfortable. That's right. I think I brought it with me. It's beautiful here.
0: It is. It's great. So anyway, Paul, I think you're a perfect guest to be on the show, A because you lived in the machine shop world for X amount of years, and now you're communicating, engaging with machine shops that are going through the same process, and you have a resource, a tool to make the process easier. It's actually one of my top 10 things is I'm recommending that, and we're going to dive into that a little bit. I'd like to hear your view, Paul, and when you implemented it into ProCNC, how hard it was. But it was it was way harder for me to grasp it than I thought it was going to be. It was really profound. And I actually wrote a LinkedIn article about the whole process. So if anybody, it hard for you to grasp because we had ISO and we had binders full and we you know, we knew corrective actions and nonconformance reports. I knew of all those things in training, but it really is a step up to manage your system. Plus, we were going from a binder system to a fully paperless system, so that in itself was a little different for me, but now I love it. So, Paul, tell me about, were you using ProShop at ProCNC to do the AS9100 processes? Were all those built in, or was it something that it was in process, and then when you finally released ProShop to the general
1: public, you tweaked it and made it better? And just for clarity for the Metalworking Nation, ProCNC was Paul's machine shop that he used to own.
2: Yeah, sure. Let me tell you the story. My partners and I started ProCNC in 97 and we decided to get ISO certified, I think in like 2003, so like maybe five years old. So we got ISO certified. And at the time we were building ProShop from scratch. Our, Our software developer was working every day, making new features and new modules. So he built in the QMS modules for ISO. And then two years later, we decided to go all the way for AS9100. So we just built the additional features we needed to make that as simple as we as so we So you've had it in
1: ProShop since it was released public?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all the feet well, most of the features for the AS were in by 2006. Did you
0: immediately, once you got it done, I mean, was it overwhelming or was it...
2: No, I think it really wasn't. We were kind of paperless from day one. We had these sort of quality or business processes, sort of, that's the way we ran our company. And so just solidifying them into the software just was a natural progression. Sure,
0: sure. I've always wondered that. Before we get into the 10 steps, Jason, would you ever think about getting any kind of
1: credentialing like this for Zangers? You know, we've had to answer some of these surveys and stuff like that for our clients, you know, especially when they get ISO certification and everything like that. How does that relate to your tooling distributors like ourselves do you expect us to have AS9100? Is it better if we do?
0: I'll tell you my opinion, and you can tell me yours, Paul. I would think, in my mind, your brand would be definitely enhanced because I know the processes that you're going to have to adhere to. It's really kind of
1: different. It would be different for a distributor like us. It, absolutely.
0: It would be, but I certainly would be impressed. Mm-hmm. If a cutting tool distributor had some kind of credentialing to say that they really have legitimate quality management system alive and well within their company and and they're using it, okay, Paul, what do you think?
2: I think it comes back to your point number three, the questions you originally wrote. Do you want to run your company in a more efficient manner? Because AS Twenty One Hundred is really nothing more than a set of really good business processes, right? They call it QMS, quality management, but it's really BMS, it's business management. If you want your customers. To feel confident that you're going to execute on their business in a repeatable, sustainable way, something like ISO would absolutely give them that confidence. That is
0: exactly right. I guess it's something for me to consider. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a deal breaker for you, but I think it's something that, you know, it's going to enhance your brand without a doubt. So let's get into it. Number one, give yourself plenty of time to implement this. Find that goal date and
1: stick to it. So you're saying is this like a quarterly rock, or would you consider this something that would be longer than a three month process, or or maybe this is a, a year that you would take in order to set yourself up for AS ninety one hundred? I gave it a year. You gave it a year.
0: Okay. I didn't want to rush it. I didn't want. I didn't want to be overwhelmed. I didn't want my team to be overwhelmed. We had to pull somebody. We. I had a natural fit on my shop floor that I found that I would really went well into this role. So did you break that down into four quarterly goals, or was it not exactly like that? Well, we'd have weekly meetings on what the status we were at. Paul, what do you think about the time element, setting the goal for doing all of the specific processes?
2: Yeah, having a goal is absolutely a great idea for sure. How long it will actually take, I think, depends a lot on the resources you have to put towards it and the system you're using to do that.
0: Share with the Metalworking Nation what you told me earlier about the company in Louisiana. That Sure. Yeah.
2: So we have a customer customer called Coastal Machine and Supply in Louisiana, and they implemented ProShop in early 2020. So they were uh, being in Louisiana, primarily oil and gas. As we all know, that industry is not doing super hot right now. So work was a little bit slower, along with COVID, of course, as well. But when they implemented ProShop, they freed up about 50% of their quality manager's daily time. He just wasn't chasing paper anymore. And so they decided to expand, diversify, and use AS9100 as part of that process. So they decided to get AS9100. Less than four months later, they had their cert.
0: That's great. That is incredible.
2: Yeah. So it was almost a quarterly, you know, Yeah, right. But they had four hours a day of their quality manager's time, and he was experienced in quality management systems already.
1: Right. And
2: uh, so they just busted it out.
1: It so was, was th- again, that goes to like, what is your goal and how much resource are you going to put towards it? I mean, Jim, you set a goal for a year, which is fine. Yep. And they probably set a goal for maybe three months or four months. And that's good too. I yeah, mean You and- just have to accelerate your, your time that you're going to spend on it.
0: Yep. And how it, big yeah. was that company, by the way? About?
1: About 35
0: people. Okay. So that's a, a bigger com- it's, it's You know, a, a smaller company has... Everyone's wearing a lot of hats, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. So that's why I think it's better to just stretch it out, maybe over twelve months, if that if you're comfortable with that. But you have to have those weekly, quarterly goals to make sure
1: you're hitting the mark. So what's the number two, Jim? To two, your two, AS9100? big thing. And, and and
0: I, quite frankly, I did this for our ISO credentialing as well. I hired a consultant in the AS9100 capacity. I hired Michael Collins, who is an employee of Pro Shop. He's actually an implementation specialist and a certified quality auditor. Mike was great. We met, I would say, every other week. He handheld us through the entire process, uh, went through all the templating, helped us get it all in line to where we needed to be. That was a good decision on all of our part because, again, we're a small company, 10 employees. We don't have a lot of resources. We don't have a lot of horsepower. Everyone's wearing a lot of hats. So with Mike as part of our team and our partner in this, he really got us through. So he helped lead you and probably tell you the right next steps to take and everything like that? 100%. Great. Three, delegate this process to someone on your team that has great organizational skills to understand, act, and implement. What I mean by that is you can't hand this off to somebody at your company that, doesn't know how to craft a simple document.
1: You have to be a little OCD to to get it done. You probably need somebody that has great follow-through skills too. So they have the ability to say, okay, I'm going to get this done by this date. Like I don't have those types of skills. You're probably a little bit better at that. But yeah, if you're going to make process improvements, you need to have somebody that's highly organized and can make sure that they get something done on time. Absolutely. And Um, also
2: that they're respected and have some authority in the company that people will will listen to to what they're coming down with.
0: And my second point on this is it does not need to be a CNC machinist, but I think that person needs to have a solid understanding of how a manufacturing company runs and operates. You couldn't necessarily just have anybody off the street come in and start taking on a quality control QMS
1: process. What about somebody that's like an operations person for a different industry? Somebody that's very organized, very good follow-through, can command respect, can learn what CNC machining is all about, but doesn't necessarily have the skills in manufacturing. They probably could learn on the job and be able to lead something like this, I would presume, right?
0: I think it'd be better, though, if they had a little bit of of course, more knowledge about... Of course. Um, but we have a skills
1: gap, and it's, it's good to consider other yeah,
0: options, too. Yeah, absolutely. Four, go out for quotes to the registrars. This is a very competitive market, and there's a lot of companies that are doing these certifications. I went out for four particular quotes. It's the size of the company, that how much time they're going to be spending, because they're going to send an auditor to you. They need to know how many hours the auditor is going to be there, and that's all based on that price. But I would say from top to bottom of those four quotes, it varied about $2,000 So for our company. So absolutely, it's really important to go out and get quotes. Again, you have to feel comfortable with the registrar as well. Choose a registrar that has auditors in your area. Otherwise, you're going to have to pay for their travel and accommodations. Pre-COVID, the auditor always came on site to do the audit. Typically, for a company my size, it's a three-day audit. All day long, you're sitting with that guy one-on-one, answering every question he may have. During COVID, like what we did, we were kind of lucky, I guess, that we had a virtual audit. It certainly made it different. I don't necessarily know if it made it better, but you had asked why it's important to know the registrar and feel it because you need to have a lot of good communication with that auditor. And if there's a communications gap right away or you're not feeling any kind of vibe with that person... It's not going to be a good three days ahead of you. So you would actually interview them and what kind of I mean, questions
1: would you ask them in order to make sure that they're the right person?
0: How long have they been doing it? Okay. What is their style? Are they punctual? Do they want to start on time? Are they going to do a formal opening and formal
1: closing And you just want to use day? that opportunity to say, is this person's personality somebody that I would you know kind of gel with well? Totally, totally. Number six, use a paperless database. Like ProShop. Like
0: ProShop, of course. That's that's why Paul is here for all the documentations. Otherwise, you're going to be buying a lot of binders and a lot of paper and very cumbersome. So,
1: Paul, you've probably seen companies that are AS9100 and they use paper versus when they move on to ProShop
2: and they go paperless. What does that difference look like? It's a pretty massive difference. And it's not just the difference between paper and paperless. Most companies today that have a more traditional system They might have binders as well, but a lot of their stuff is just in their folder network, on their server, PDF, Word documents, Excel files, just organized in file folders. Even that is a very high overhead, cumbersome way to manage things because people are saving documents in various folders, naming them, whatever, whatever, various things. It takes a lot of overhead to manage that.
0: Everything that's associated with the work orders, the non-conformance reports, it's so easy to just create those documents, it almost like pings you. Well, I in mean, some cases it does ping you. In some cases it does ping when, you. It really does make a huge difference. Yeah. And
1: even if you're, you know, not doing binders and like Paul said, you're holding this on your server system. I mean, we're going to talk about in a future episode of Making Chips. What if somebody, you know, hijacks your server network and you get it held for ransom? Then all of a sudden you've <laughs> lost all of your, you know, if you don't have that backed up properly, you've lost all of that I mean, We're going to talk
0: about that in, yeah, we're in another about episode that in another episode. Yeah. Seven, set monthly goals for getting things implemented. To the Metalworking Nation, if you're going to do this, and I would highly recommend a consultant bringing in a third party to help you, especially if you don't have the experience with it, I would set like every other week a time with your team, your lead guy that's taking on the process, your consultant, and maybe one or two other people within your company, and just talk about where you're at, go over all the different processes that you've just finished. And what the next two weeks is going to look like. So, you're chunking it out in small little pieces. Super, super important. So, eight, I already mentioned it, I think in six, when you had asked about the auditor, but if possible, interview your auditor in advance. You're going to be spending a lot of hours of time communicating. And if there is a breakdown in that communication, man, it's going to be a very arduous audit. Now you, I wished I would have done this before we had ours. So. Oh, you,
1: oh, you did not interview the person. I did here? not
0: do it. That's why this is an important. Okay, so step. this is a
1: lesson you learned. This is a lesson I learned. Mistake Absolutely that was made through the process. That's great. No, you had a virtual interview. I did. When do you have to go through your recertification with an in-person interview? In a year. Okay. But right now we're doing our internal audits to keep up to date. Right of course. So we're
0: doing internal audits. I think we're breaking them down by quarter now. So we're ready for it when we have to be um our surveillance audit when it comes up next year. 9. Use your network of peers to ask for recommendations and describe their experiences. So what I mean is it is so easy for us to communicate to industry peers, social media, associations, vendor conferences that you have, speak up, talk to people, you know, ask Paul Van Meter, like, what was that experience like for you or anybody else that you're meeting along the way? Because there's going to be some takeaway by just asking somebody.
1: Well, if you if you follow Paul on LinkedIn, you'll know that he talks about AS9100 as it relates to Pro Shop and just, you know, his experience in general. So Paul's got a wealth of knowledge to be able to add to you know the Metalworking Nation if they have questions about it. I'm sure you're sure. happy to interact with of people course. and answer the
2: questions. We've helped many dozens of shops get AS certified. so we, Right.
1: Yeah. Or pass along this episode of Making Chips. I mean, this is why we created Making Chips is to bring the Metalworking Nation together on topics such as this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And then 10, don't panic. Don't take on unrealistic tasks that are going to really bog you down and, and stress you out. Uh, just build a viable, solid plan and then execute on it. Those are the, like the top 10 things that, for me,
2: lessons learned from the process. Yeah, I want to underscore your the sentiment about just having a plan and executing on it. For a company that needs or wants to do this, this is important, but it's generally not urgent, right? And so those daily tasks, getting jobs out the door... That's the urgent stuff. And, and and we've definitely seen shops out there that uh, sort of the tyranny of the urgent, right? They get busy with their work and they put this on the back burner and it just takes way longer than it should. And if you really focus and have a plan, it can be a lot faster.
0: Yeah. You just absolutely have to time it out and whatever it's going to take for you, four months is extremely quick to implement a full AS9100 plan.
1: And Paul, how does Pro Shop? I know you have... Uh, your Quick Start program. How does that help someone to go from putting together this plan for AS9100 and then actually getting their certification?
2: Proshop itself comes with all the modules that you would need. We don't sell the modules separately, so you get the you get the module for auditing and and quality procedures and training and and you know corrective actions, things of that sort. But generally, those modules are empty of content. They're just there as a blank slate, ready for you to start building your your processes in there. But we call it our flying start package. Basically, we embed a full AS9100 compliant QMS in ProShop on day one. So the templates are already there. I wouldn't say templates. The forms of nonconformance reports, corrective actions, those are always there. The things like your quality manual, your quality procedures, your work instructions. Training records. Training records. Those are all pre-filled in ProShop. And they're designed, of course, to work with the way ProShop works. So, you know, when you look at, say, for example, the process for contract review, it discusses the checklist that's right on each customer purchase order for contract review, right? And that's designed to be compliant to the standard. So especially for companies that don't have a ton of experience, it kind of lays it all out for them. It's right there. And I'd say most of our clients will take that, tweak it a little bit to their own liking and, you know, maybe keep 80% of it, change 20% of it, something like that and then go for that certification. And, and do you have any estimation
1: you know, from your clients how many hours that that saves them?
2: <laughs> a, a ton. A ton. Yeah. I mean, it depends a lot, I think, on how much they choose to modify it. Of course. If you yeah. didn't modify anything and you just followed it almost verbatim, the content that's in there is the content that we created at ProCNC. We just took it, made it a little more generic, and then packaged it uh, as something that customers could buy I'd say on the very shortest end, it might take you a few dozen hours to understand it all, get a few records in place, because the auditor needs to look at some actual records. They're going to ask you, all right, how do you meet this requirement? Show me that you're doing it. And then you have to pull up your actual records and say, all right, this is how we say we're doing what we're doing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think this goes to, you know, your experience in actually owning a machine shop uh, and then owning a machine shop that was AS9100 that really helped to take the system to another level.
0: I pulled this up really quick because he, Paul had mentioned contract review. And I remember when we were at this part of the review process before the auditor came, I was we were working with Michael and he wanted us to go through this like really cumbersome way to evaluate risk on contract review. And I said, you want us to fill out this form. There was a form. <laughs> it was, there was a form for every, every line, every line item, every part number that we were making. And I'm like, you want me to answer all these questions for every single part that I've done? I said, Michael, we can't do that. We need to find another way. And as long as it aligns with what the the standard says, the auditors has no choice but to approve it right it's it's an objective opinion of the auditor so we came up with this matrix about contract review because in AS everything's about risk it's about evaluating risk if you can make the job on time if you can be profitable
2: if you can be meet all the quality requirements your customers have flowed down
0: yeah so that is like the big thing with AS there's a lot of risk. When you had mentioned the contract review, I remember pushing back on Michael really hard and saying, listen, we got to come up with an easy way to do this. So when we enter purchase orders here, that task right there, yeah, it's linked right there. Links right there. So that's beautiful. Yeah. That. Have you not seen this? I've not seen yours. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it, great. It is. It, really, good. And it was just all about that engagement with Michael telling us what to do. That's great. Maybe we'll have to make a deep dive into that in a later episode. Yes, absolutely. I'm going
1: to have need a little time, though. Maybe we'll bring another guy in to help with that a little bit. It certainly helps to be thinking ahead before you really start into this process and asking yourselves those questions and really thinking about, how do I make this experience easier and better for myself as a manufacturing leader and the company? Exactly, Paul, thanks for...
0: Joining us today, and my and, pleasure, guys. Yeah, it's always good to see you. And Pro Shop has genuinely helped my business really excel not only in a processes and, and just running the business, but obviously in the yeah, AS 9100. Well. Yeah, I mean, and,
1: and like Paul said, I mean, you still have to be getting parts out the door because you have to have that cash flow coming. Because if you're not making chips, you are not making, making money. money. Bam. Bam.
0: Your manufacturing challenges
2: have a solution, and many of them are at makingchips.com.